Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Going For Three podcast. Not really much of an episode, but just a real quick, brief discussion on the NFL draft. The first round just completed about a few minutes ago, more or less. And i um, just going to talk about a few of the picks in the first round and some winners and losers. Some teams might have did the right thing with their picks. Some teams might not have. But um, as always, I forgot to do all that. Um, with me, as always, we got Tony aka G, and we got Chris, also known as AOB, the advocate of Bucket. How we doing, fellas? I was, uh, wow, what a wild, what a wild few hours, man. Yeah. That was crazy. But I appreciate y'all holding it down, and I apologize to the audience for the delay in an episode. I've been dealing with some medical stuff, so that's on me. But the fellas held it down and gave me the space I needed to kind of, like, get my shit together and should be all right. Hey, as always, man, you know, the health comes first when it comes to stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I'm not getting any younger. Yeah. Sometimes I forget I'm an old man, but... (laughs) <laughs> but uh I guess we can kind of go through like at least as far as like highlighting the first round like not all of them probably like the first 10 because after that he kind of gets a little I wild mean, if you, yeah if you wanted to, if you wanted to like quick list them all real quick I don't care do that yeah but uh I guess we can start from the top uh the Jaguars who their pick was all over the place from the beginning of the draft like months prior to even you know the, the day of they ended up taking uh Trayvon Walker defensive end out of Georgia um what's you guys' thoughts did you think they nailed the pick or could it be a reach I'm not surprised um especially in more you know more recent days him being talk of it I mean he's a really good player kind of a one-year wonder Hopefully it translates over, but I mean, talent wise, he's he's a beast, and Jags need all the help they can get. So no issue there. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, I have a slight issue with it. I think this is a perfect example of NFL scouts and teams, you know, getting too cute, getting too fancy for their own good. There were two more proven commodities at the same position on the board, and they reached for someone. I mean, I, I don't know. It just it didn't make sense to me. I mean, I'm not saying that he won't turn out to be a good player and that he can't be, but it's just like it, it was an unnecessary risk when you have two, like I said, more guaranteed commodities at that position. You know what I mean? Like, Aiden was right there. I don't understand. I don't understand how they got to the the conclusion that he was better than him, or even that, or even that he was better than uh, Kayvon. But you know, none of my business. Yeah, it um, huh? it's most definitely like the shocker because hearing that he moved up and everything already was kind of a big a big deal to some people because of the combine and just shows how much the combine matters to I guess most of these most of these combine uh, scouts. So it's giving it, it, it's it's giving Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. 
early on. I don't know. I'm not saying he's going to. I mean, that's just how it is. Like, it's. I'm not. I mean, we we're only saying that because we've seen how their careers have panned out, and I and obviously Mitch has been in a was in a worse situation. Yeah. But it's just like you had two more proven from one from one hat from one standpoint had the wins and the team success, and from the other standpoint you just had the the crazy like like physical tools. And I can yeah. compare that because it's like you know Aiden like has the individual success, the crazy motor. Kayvon has like all the physical tools, you know what I mean? Like, and we and they take Trayvon, who, like I said, can be a great player, but I think it's more of a risk. It's it's a, it's it's more likely that he doesn't end up turning out to be that. It just doesn't make sense to me personally, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah, it will definitely be a a player to watch as far as whether or not they uh will in the long term be reaping the benefits of it. Um. Number two, we got my team, Detroit Lions, and we selected Aiden Hutchinson. Once again, you know, went to Michigan. I might, I might just go first on this one. Um, me personally, over the stretch of these um few days leading up to the draft, I didn't really want him as much anymore. I kind of was ready to settle for Kayvon, even though throughout the process it was the latter. Um, like you said though, he has a high motor, broke broke records at Michigan. Got us out the mud college-wise because we weren't really making no bowl games. So, I don't doubt he'll be a good player, but I feel like Kayvon probably could have been something we missed out on. I mean, I think he's as – long, as long as he buys in, which could be a question, I think he fits the culture. Yeah. He's a tough, gritty player. That's exactly what you're looking for, and you certainly need the help there. So, that's the position. So, I don't have a problem with it. Hmm. Same. I don't have an issue with it. Like I said, he's, I mean, he's, he's a he's a Dan Camp, he's a Dan Camp player for sure. Mm. Yeah, should be interested on that one. Uh, number three, yeah. one of the best players in the draft, him or Kayvon. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it should have been the first pick. So yeah, nothing really to say about that besides that. Okay, mm. then uh, number three started to get a little different. Still on the little. Just like he's a little shaky. Derek Stingley Jr., the corner at LSU, goes to the Houston Texans. Pretty big shocker, I'd say. Yeah, quite a big Yeah. I don't know really know what to say there. I'm it's kind of a I mean, I'm not saying he's not a good football player or won't be a good football player, but you know, the injury hasn't played a lot the last couple of years. To go they maybe they see something I don't. I think that's a, just seems like a hell of a reach. When you had Ahmad Gardner there, that's a hell. Of a reach. Yeah, so. I think that uh, his draft stock was raised tremendously by the success, the NFL success of certain receivers that he ended up going against in practice. I feel like you know. Him I mean, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Him going against Jamar. And it being documented that he was successful in a lot of those battles, I feel like that kind of raises his stock a little bit. And they're hoping to just, you know, leave the injuries in the past. So, oh, yeah, the team, he's got, you know, he's definitely the the talent there. He definitely has all the tools. Yeah. 
but he's also he's also one of the few players along with um another one that went in like the top 15 that you know coming off an injury you kind of worry about you know would you take them as high knowing that the recovery process could be extended but you know the talent is gonna be there with that with that guy so yeah Houston gets a dog nonetheless uh speaking of dogs though fourth pick sauce Gardner cornerback out of Cincinnati is going to the Jets. Probably the first steal of the night. Yeah, but, I mean, a home run pick for the Jets. Number one corner out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know, I don't, I wouldn't call it a steal because we're still in top five, but definitely oh, yeah. great pick. Yeah. I mean, maybe good, like good corner, a top corner. Yeah. College production was crazy, so yeah. Yeah. And plus, I mean, Kind of like uh, well, what I was like texting it to people earlier. The two, the two most pro-ready corners ended up going three and four, in my opinion. So, but they couldn't go wrong with either if you swap them out, even. So, uh, right next we got Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end out of Oregon, going to the Giants. We'll be thinking with that one. Great, great talent for them. Great for them. Yeah. And their defense is not bad, so I mean, it looks like going into this, the season. I mean, certainly, I don't know about their offense, but their defense is going to keep in games. Now, mm. I still don't see them any higher than probably. I mean, I honestly, we'll get to the rest of it. They're they're still probably the last place in the division, but their defense will keep them in games. Double the better, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like I said, I just talent. That's my main thing about him. I think he's one of the more, one of the most talented in the draft. I think a lot of questions came up out of bullshit. A lot of he. You know, it seems like every year there's always you know a couple guys that just quote unquote issues or problems arise that aren't that don't really matter at all. And I think he was one of those guys. So yeah, they'll they'll be happy with him. Yeah. And at six, I think that was pretty uh pretty generous. Hmm. All right. After that, uh Ika Mikwanu, offensive tackle from NC State, ends up in Carolina. Linemen are always going to – most of the linemen are going to be pretty high. A lot of people probably would have assumed Evan Neal would have been the first lineman off the board. But Iquanu, for his yeah. size, is very agile, one of the more agile linemen in the class. Um, Panthers really do bolster their line, which means that I don't know if they sh- – I don't know if that shows that they have, like, faith in Darnold or if tomorrow is when they pull the trigger on a quarterback. On a quarterback. I mean, could be. They're, I mean – Bakers out there. They definitely needed the help on the line. I mean, Icky can play both tackle positions if they need it. Yeah. I yeah, would have thought I mean, Neil I would have thought Neil would have been the, the the one, but I mean, you know. It's not a bad pick at all. So Yeah, I think it's a good pick. Uh I mean, I like that they stuck to their guns and not, you know and decided not to reach for a quarterback because if they took a quarterback at six, whoever it was, it would have still been a reach just from the overall talent of the quarterback pool. So 
Yeah. Uh, and like Graham said, I mean, I would have went with Neil, but I mean, I don't think it's a bad pick. It, you know, it may turn out to look worse in years in years coming when you know you could have taken Neil, but we we'll we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's just because Neil's in the sense that Neil's more versatile because he literally played both tackle positions and a, a fair number of snaps at both tackle positions where Icky didn't. So yeah. if they want to put him at like right right tackle, he didn't really play right tackle. So there might be a bit of an adjustment for him. Yeah. But, uh, still a lot of bad games. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like, well, I kind of spoiled into the Evan Neal um, Giants pick. I do agree with most of the things as far as being a guy that can play both tackles where when you look at like something like a Penesul where he's, he was a left tackle strictly at Oregon and then when you get to the league, you have to switch to right. Your numbers might look a little shaky because it's not really the position that you played before. But with him being that versatile, the Giants can literally, even in next year's class, if they take another guy and say he's predominantly left or right, he's interchangeable. So, yep. so long term, he'll probably be, I feel like he might be the best uh, lineman in this class. With Ickham being as talented as he is, but I feel like Evan Neal is uh, probably be the right, term. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. He's a 12, 12, 13 year starting tackle on in barring injury. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean that's just a, that's just adds to the craziness that was been tonight. So I mean you know it it's on brand for the evening. All right, what's next? Uh, number eight we had the Atlanta Falcons taking Drake London, wide receiver out of USC. Probably wasn't. Well, I know I know he was like first because of you know the size and his uh his play after the catch ability, but um. Probably would have been the first receiver that I would have taken, but for as far as like for Atlanta with the whole Calvin Ridley being suspended thing and just not having that many targets at all, I feel like Drake London's a good fit with Kyle Pitts and uh, that offense. Yeah, I I don't I think Wilson probably would be better, but I mean they absolutely needed somebody, so you know no issue there. He's a big body; they just. I just don't see the obviously the Falcons offense just won't be able to push the ball downfield with this, but mm. certainly hit a need there and he's a good player, very talented. So I mean I think Wilson would have been a better fit, but no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they talked about all his pros. When uh, he was drafted, I feel like I didn't see them to the extent that they were speaking on. You know, like the smooth route running and the and the yards after catch. I mean, I feel like I, I wasn't as high on that as they were. I mean, definitely a big body, big target make, can make a lot of you know contested catches. But I agree. He maybe, well, maybe that's what they're thinking is that if after this year they get Ridley back, like London could be like you know a poor man Julio. And it fits their offensive scheme. I just don't. I, I don't see that in any form or fashion. It's like a poor man's Julio. Well, so I mean, you know, a bigger receiver who 
goes so up I, and gets I get that, but I'm all like, that. But like Julio wasn't just a, like a big body, you know. What I mean, like that's Julio was like a perfect receiver. Had great quickness, great speed, great routes, elite routes, elite hands. Like I, Drake to me just looks. He just feels like a big body who can make contested catches. I, I don't. I don't see that at all. But I could be wrong. I mean, he's. He, I mean, he's also bigger, like way taller than Julio. But yeah, I don't. I don't see it. We'll see. He wouldn't have been my first receiver. Yeah. No. He's like, what's he like? What six three, six four? Six five. Oh, six, six five. five. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. Should be interesting to see how it goes out with uh, because I mean they're also probably another day two, uh, yeah, another day two team to see like if they try to like you know, not reach for the quarterback, take him on day two because Mariota is their starter. Kind of seems uh, seems a little odd, but. I'm just gonna be bad. Yeah, either way. So, uh, okay. Charles Cross, the uh, offensive tackle out of Mississippi State, goes to Seattle. Much needed because Seattle, after the, um, after all the moves they did, even after taking Stone Forsythe, who they thought was going to be good and turned out to be horrible, um, they need line protection for shoot, just not even just even if they had Russell Wilson, just anybody overall. Yeah, whoever's the quarterback. It's just ironic now that they, they do it after they trade Russ, but yeah, yeah, definitely a neat pick. I mean, finally, you know, yeah, but definitely fill the hole. Yeah, I mean, he, he. I think he's more of a more of a pass blocker than a run blocker, and you know, Pete likes to run, so we'll we'll see how the fit works. But well, I mean, it's a yeah. Name. Hmm. But, uh, all right, well, please, as far as, like, the last pick that we'll probably just analyze, because, you know, eventually we'll cover that at a later date. We'll cover the rest after that at a later date. Uh, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver out of Ohio State, goes to the uh, New York Jets. Um, Like I said earlier, probably, like, one of the best receivers in the class, if not the best receiver in the class. Goes to a team that, you know, got Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore. Pretty interesting offense they build in over there. Corey Davis, yeah. I mean, I mean, the Jets had a good night. I that's really not much else you can say there. They just had a really good night. Yeah. Yeah, great pick. Like you said, arguably the best receiver in the class. I think between him and Chris Olave, they both have strengths over the other, but they're both good at honestly the main things that count. So, yeah, great pick. Hmm. It should be really interesting to see what they do. Um, yeah, so anything anything really past, like, 11, it'll get covered eventually, like, as, like, a at the end of, like, a commultive winners and losers. But as far as for round one, kind of just looking at what everybody's done for this night specifically, <laughs> who would you guys have as the winning team, like, made the best decisions with their picks and a team that you feel could have done more with their picks? Um, all right, I'll give a couple real quick for us. One one winner and one loser. One? Okay. Yeah. Um, damn. Toss up. I think, I I think two teams did really. Um, 
Giants. Mm. Um, yeah, I didn't think Thibodeau would fall that would fall that far. Honestly, um, phenomenal pick for them. The defense was already good, greatly improved, and then Evan Neal, probably the best offensive line in this draft, the most versatile, plays multiple positions, probably make seven, eight, nine Pro Bowls, played 12, 13 years barring injury. I mean, I I am no Giants fan, obviously, but I mean, phenomenal picks. Um, loser. I mean, I don't. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick this team because I don't think either one of you will. I'm gonna say Steelers. Mm. Um, I, I, I figured all the way, like most people did, that they were gonna go quarterback, um, possibly even trade up. Uh, I figured Malik Willis, uh, especially with Trubisky there, like he, he might need a year. Or Trubisky was terrible. He could get some play time mid season, later in the season, you know learn the game, and then they went with Pickett, who I don't hate. I just think Willis should have been the pick there. I don't like it. It just seems like uh, a status quo pick mm. to not, like, diversify or change their offense anything any different than what they were running because he's kind of a, you know, big Benish kind of a quarterback. Um, I just didn't like it. It didn't – It's they don't seem to be evolving offensively. And this is, and they need to do that. And this is not how you do it. So, boo. So, mm. All right. yeah, okay. Want to go, Chris? Yeah, PTP, you can go ahead. I'll go last. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So, as far as winners for tonight, hmm. Might as well just scan this game back real quick. Oh, just pick one because we're not allowed to pick one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because because I'm not gonna pick my own team because I mean that 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 was just. I mean, if you feel like they're a winner, pick your own team. Yeah, all right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. All right. So, no, no homer bias aside, just literally what I think. Um, Lions definitely did end on a brighter note, more than more than I would have expected. Um. In my opinion, the Jaguars held our pick just as much as they held theirs as far as, you know, if you t- they took Walker, then, you know, Aiden would move down, vice versa, Aiden, then Kayvon. Um, in the long run, I feel like Aiden will be a steal. Um, went to Michigan. is from here. So, should be, a, should be a real long-term bond if it all works out well. And then, trading back up into, like, the top 15 to get a Jamison Williams who... Granted, it's coming off the ACL. Um, was a lot of picks involved to move up to get him. But in the long run, when you look at the receiving core, we signed Shark on a one-year deal. We got Amon Ross St. Brown, who came off a really good rookie year as a receiver. Jamison could definitely be either our number two or number three long-term, probably number two for the long-term. Um, yeah, I was, I was more or less really, really happy when I seen the Jameson was up. I ain't better to trade back in, but you know, that was just Brad being Brad. And we got a good receiver, a stud even, in my opinion. If you rule out even that Jameson can end up being in the long run, you're number one. Oh yeah, long term, he definitely if if everything progresses the way it should and you know, he comes back off the injury almost even at least like eighty percent 
before we saw at Bama, and even like Shua a little bit even at Iowa State when he played, we should be in for a really really exciting offense in the future. So, and then uh, as far as a loser, most certainly the Packers. Not really because of the people that they picked. Because, I mean, obviously, Quay Walker and uh, Devontae Wyatt are very, very good players. But for a team that hasn't drafted a wide receiver in the first round since 2002, and a team that just got rid of uh, Devontae Adams, who was literally like your perennial Pro Bowl receiver for I don't know how many years, you had guys, we had one specific guy right in your face the whole time. You had Pickens right in front of you. And you just, you you missed on both picks. You did get Georgia Pickens. Messi, I mean, yeah, Watson, even, any of those guys, even Watson, Burks, even like there's a lot of things. Well, I think Burks might have been gone by then. Burks might have been gone. I'm not sure. they all, I mean, they also let uh, about that Scantling walk too, so they're yeah. definitely down bad when it comes to receiver depth yeah. and talent. Because like, even looking at like their depth chart when they showed it, it was like Lazard, it's like things like Lazard, Cobb. Mitch Turner, I don't, I don't know who they. Amari Rogers, yeah. Amari Rogers. Yeah, it's just a lot of just a lot of unproven. Well, outside of Cobb, it's a lot of just unproven things on that receiving core. So Cobb is a little too proven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he's a little, <laughs> so, little long in the tooth. He fast showing you what he what he what he got. You didn't see what he got for multiple years. So exactly. Defensively, the Packers set themselves up for um, the uh, the greatest Georgia, uh, not Georgia, the greatest Green Bay Bulldogs assembly of all time after taking Eric Stokes last year. So, I mean, defensively, they're going to be right. out, but I mean, they're good players. Yeah, they didn't they didn't take bombs yeah, or reach like, yeah, necessarily. That's what they reached as far as what they really needed on paper. At least. Yeah, yeah, it's not who they who they got; it's who they didn't get. Yeah. All right, Chris, what you got? Well, you know, I mean, it's already been talked about, and I'm surprised nobody took it, but, I mean, I'm just going to go straight forward. I mean, the Jets, they had, in my opinion, and I feel like probably Gramps also, maybe, I don't know, the best. I thought, I thought about it. It was, it was too easy. It was too easy. Yeah. That's why yeah, I was one someone else. It was too easy. Well, I'm, I'm going to go for that one because, you know, yeah. it's right there for me. <laughs> they had the best day uh, from day one. I mean, you arguably get – a wide receiver one, you get a for uh, a, a day one three day three day one starters. Honestly, more more than likely, mm-hmm. all three of these guys are going to be able to come in immediately, start and provide immediate impact and value, and and in places of need, no less. So like they needed more play making. They got Wilson, who's a great route runner, great catcher, fast. You know, you need you need you know some help on the uh, on the pass rush. You got Jermaine Johnson, who at certain points in times has been, you know, considered the best edge at the at the time for for him for his position at times for depending on who you ask. So like he's he's he had an argument with all those guys as well. You know, and ironically and enough, got, with all I of- certainly had him above. Uh, I certainly had him above uh, Walker. So you yeah. know, I mean, and ironically. And ironically enough, with all the stuff he's been joking about, about all the Georgia players, he was a Georgia transfer. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah. And then you get you get, uh, you get get Sauce. I mean, you know, cornerback. Big, strong, you know, 
Lockdown. Ready to come in day one and and be a part of that that you know that that Jets culture of you know he's trying to establish his own island. But at the end of the day, like I said, so he's trying the to the sauce pot. They can call it the sauce pot. You know, who knows? <laughs> but yeah, the fact uh, it's just the fact that they're able to get three highly touted at that highly touted draft picks, all at positions of need. Is it's a it's a great thing. I mean, and they still have a second round pick. It's it's right now for the Jets. It's going phenomenally. Looking up. Phenomenally. Um, as far as the losers, there's, there was definitely a couple ones. Uh, just in general, I think I'm gonna probably go with a lesser one as well. I'm gonna go with the Titans right now because mm-hmm. they drafted Traylon Burks, but you traded AJ Brown, and those are like similar. Like similar uh, body receivers, and they're hoping Traylon can tur- can be what AJ is or turn into what he what he is right now. But it's just like after seeing the deal that AJ got from the Eagles, which is the, who he got traded to, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me why you wouldn't pay him that money. So like you're trading a, you're trading a proven a proven commodity who's been on the, on an NFL field and young. He's only 24. You're trading him away, and it it. It is revealed to us <laughs> that it wouldn't have t- uh, taken that much to to get him to sign in the first place. He only he signed what uh, was it five years four for a hundred four yeah. for a hundred fifty seven guaranteed. Yeah, so fifty seven guaranteed twenty five million a year if it, if if it's all guaranteed. But he's just like that's very affordable for. I would say teetering on elite. I mean, he's not in the top 10 or anything like that. He's not a top yeah. 10 receiver or anything like that to me, but he's very good and he's still very young. So, like, the ceiling is high. And honestly, I mean, he could have taken another step this year if it if they're, you know, if their whole receiving core wasn't just kind of derailed by injuries in general. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just didn't understand. I just didn't understand the pick. Uh, that's not to say that Trey Line isn't a good player and that he can't be great, but it just seems like, once again, a proven commodity was traded away for a lesser known element, you know? Like, yeah, for a question mark in a sense. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, and like, and, and just because, and if, if Burks does end up being good and even better than AJ Brown, I'm still not going to say it was a wise decision. I'm just going to say it worked out for you, you know what I mean? Same thing like with the, yeah. with like, um, Walker at the top of the draft, like, he could end up being good, he could even end up being better than those two. Still wasn't a wise decision. It just worked out for you. Yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah, that's 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 who I'm gonna roll with is the Titans. Yeah. Well, on the other end of that deal, I was gonna if I would have gotten a second pick, I would have picked the Eagles or something. Based on that, yeah. Jordan Davis and trading for AJ. You know, they did. They did good. They did great. They did that. They definitely did good. I ain't scared, but I ain't scared, but I'm just saying they did well. I can't deny. Yeah. Sure, even I mean like just, just real quick, I mean, even as a winner too, I mean even it might have been what like you might have perceived, Chris, as what they should have done with one of those picks. I mean, the Chiefs had a really good Chiefs had a really good night as well. Took the, no, they did. They, I mean they, the they absolutely corners, did. I think this. Yeah, I think uh I think anytime that we draft without being influenced. Mm-hmm. 
I'm pointing right at you, Patrick. <laughs> Anytime we draft without being influenced, we draft well. We have really good players, pro bowlers, Hall of Famers, all that good jazz. Great stuff. And I'm sure, you know, those are going to be great picks. Uh, I, I, but it's just, it's, I don't know, it's just what I wanted because I feel like we still have that need at that. Like every time we, every, and it, this isn't the first time I felt this way. I felt this way when we took Marcus Peters. We took him, I was like, who? He turned out to be a pro bowler. I felt the way when we took Dontari Post some years ago. I was like, who? Turned out to be a really good player. D Ford, who? Turned out to be a pro bowler. Like, yeah, it's, it's hap- it happens a lot. And they never take who I want them to take. You know, I mean, I, I'm i not afraid to say it. I wanted Deshaun Watson. I'm not afraid to say it. Batty, yeah. I thought it was clear. I thought it was clear cut and obvious. You know what I mean? Like, let's take Deshaun. And, you know, we ended up taking Patrick, and here we are. I don't regret it. Yeah, it's I just, think we still could have. He's drafted, drafted quality players at positions of need that were probably greater than the one you wanted, but it's just the one every, the the position you didn't draft was the one everybody else seemed to want. But the bigger need was probably, especially with the way that division's being put together, the biggest needs for the Chiefs are what you drafted. You drafted really, really good players at those positions. I mean, that really depends on who you ask specifically, because like I feel, I, don't know, I feel like depending on who you ask, they could argue that our we have we might have a bigger need at receiver just because of the because of the question marks. You know what I mean? Like, and also because, I mean, this is, I guess this is another opinion-based question, but we have two second-round picks. So, I mean, we could have we could have ideally addressed all of these issues later on, whether it be edge, corner, or receiver. We decided to address the corner, or excuse me, receiver in the later rounds. But, I mean, it could have easily been turned the other way around. You know what I mean? So, I feel like, I don't know. Are you thinking, like, they could have... Are you thinking that because say like a George Pickens was still there, like maybe you could have traded back in to the first? To the first or we could have well, we got moved George, up. We could have got George with that pick, and then either just let the uh, let the picks come to us and, and and pick somebody on the edge, or we could have used you know one of those second rounds, those second round picks, or just a future or a future pick or another pick move up in the second round and get um what's the edge guys that's still available i forget his uh, name yeah we get somebody like that like there, i mean there, there's def- there were definitely routes and there still are routes i mean we could we very well could trade up to get a receiver whether it be pickens or watson because i mean i highly doubt that both of them are going to be there by the time we pick in the second round but i mean there's still draft isn't over and we and we're, we definitely are still very well equipped to address that issue but you guys know I wanted Pickens. I've been wanting pick. I've been talking about him yeah. for a month now. So you know, that, I was just, that was just a player that I was high on that I felt was very attainable at our position, and it turned out he was. We just didn't take him. So yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So like, like you said, like you know, round two, right around the corner, almost. Well, pretty much is right around the corner. Um, yeah, the amount of two and three, two and. Two and three. Two and three tonight. Later tonight. Yeah. With the amount of trades that happened and the teams who actually did trade, round two and three should be no different. I feel like a lot of teams are going to be moving back, moving up, 
a lot of players are going to fall farther because I did not see Karl Loftus falling all the way to 20, well, below 24 even, actually. So, But um, as far as as far as far the first round goes, that's it for us. Makes it up. And only one quarterback, which is surprising. So that'll be an interesting uh, run yeah. possibly, too. Yeah, because, you know. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Um. Who? Where can I? Where can you see the next picks? Oh, okay. Uh, oh, round two. I think, yeah, I think Tampa picks first because of the trade. Yeah, Tampa got the uh, first pick in the next of uh, the new round. Yeah. I don't who is the top five left. I think it's um. I think it was like Ebikide, yeah, Malik. I forgot who else they had. Seattle has two uh two picks in that in the top in the first ten of the second round, so I can definitely see them taking a quarterback for sure, potentially. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Yeah, possibly. And maybe maybe in the second round we'll see uh we'll see some love from uh the only position that didn't get drafted in the first round. Oh, snap. Which position was that? oh yeah, yeah. Uh, running back. Oh, I'm definitely. I'm extremely interested to see where Kenneth Walker goes. Yeah. Hmm. But maybe, maybe. Yeah. I'm more just about the tight ends <laughs> that I think about it. Like, like, I, like I was like I was talking about it earlier. Oh, yeah, tight, okay, yeah, you're right. Tight ends. Yeah, tight ends didn't get drafted either. So. Yeah, it's like McBride, Deluch, likely. Uh, a Conklo, I think, out of Maryland. There's a lot of tight ends on it. Yeah, so could make some yeah. ways they get drafted to the right team. Could be late second, third round guys. Yeah. I can see the third round being a tight end run, probably. Hmm. More often times, it would be third. But I think in recent years, it's been, like, tight – not tight ends. Uh, running backs have gone pretty early in the second. Or at least, like – at least maybe two or three might go early in the uh, second, depending on the team. Possibly. I mean, if Seattle wants to run the ball, they need – I mean, they still have Penny, but I don't know how durable he is. Picking a running back might be a bad idea for them with one of those picks. Yeah. Should we even Tampa, honestly, just as, like, a backup because, you know – True. That is true. That is true. Yeah, but I, I, I can't see them spending draft ca- high draft capital on a backup. Like, really, like, if they just – Benner Fournette, to me, is proven. If, if he's healthy, like, he he he's all that they need as far as, like, they don't really need to be sharing the backfield, honestly. I mean, he can run, he can catch. I think he's kind of showed that last year when he kind of phased Ronald Jones out of it. Not about that. Be man, honest. Yeah. So I mean, you you can really get you can re, you can really get his his uh, insurance or backup late draft or even honestly uh, training camp. To be honest, especially with running backs, I mean that's why people I feel like or teams are even more hesitant going forward because you can find you know value running backs all over the place. So unless it's like just like some Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, AP type of talent. Yeah. You know, you're not going to see them getting drafted like that. 
At least early, early. Right. Yeah. Shooting McCaffrey was like what top? He was like top ten, top five maybe. Nah, I thought he was. For I think he was first round. I don't know if he was top ten. Was he that? Was he there early? Uh, I don't think he was there early. He was the first round though, for sure. Yeah, he was a uh, round one pick eight. Sheesh. What's crazy to think about though, like round one pick eight for a running back. Kinda that's weird. a reach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a reach because yeah. he wasn't. I I didn't think he was gonna be what he turned into because his first year wasn't great, honestly. Yeah. His first year, I mean, it was more like Darren Sprosey, which is good. But not for like a top ten pick. It was. It wasn't until it was like first, two, uh, second and third year where he kind of hmm. really broke out. And I know he like put that extra weight on and stuff like that. But yeah, that's that was <laughs> at the time that was definitely a reach. There's yeah a reach. Hmm. No way. Sheesh. Yeah. That's hella high. Nah. But uh, well, another thing that I thought of before we uh wrap this up um. With the other later rounds, you know, yet to, you know, happen, round two and three around the corner, <laughs> what team or teams would you say, like, it would be, like, a sleeper to have, like, the best draft when it's all said and done? Like, who do you think will, like, end up with the most well-rounded crop of young talent when it's over? Besides the teams that we already named? Yeah, besides those. Uh, I think the... Saints, I think, can be really nice. Uh, I like the moves that they made, especially the first one getting Chris Olave. I think that's a very, uh, very important move, with or without Mike Thomas. Um, don't have Drew Brees anymore, so it's like I don't know. I, I shouldn't be content with just having Mike Thomas and then just a bunch of like supplemental parts. Like you'd be trying to like really build your well-rounded offense. Yeah. So, I mean, I like that pick for the. Uh, I like the Saints for that. Yeah. Mm. I'm just gonna keep it to one. Mm. Oh. Uh. Man, that's a tough one. Besides the obvious, um. Um, I don't know where they're going to go with the rest of their picks, but, um, because I don't hate their first two picks in the first round, Texans. Hmm. Mm, I think if they could get themselves a receiver, get themselves a running back, you know, store up the defense for the rest of their picks. They come out as looking really nice. Yeah. If they do it, I don't know if they will, but if they do it, they come out as looking real nice. And then you have a good crop of young players. You might have a quarter, they might have their quarterback. I'm not saying they do, but they might. Because by the end of the year, he, Davis Mills would like arguably the best rookie quarterback. So, I mean, 
And if he's not, then, you know, you go get your quarterback, but you get a nice poor young players, not a ton of cap space. Yeah, Texas, Texas could be a pretty nice one. Pretty interesting. Depending on what they do, yeah. Hmm. Now, honestly, I did have well, a few teams that I was looking at just now, just based off of like who had a pick in the first round. But based off of just the two picks that they have, but not even the two picks, sorry, uh, just one pick that they traded, they, uh, they swapped with, I feel like the Bills might have a good head on their shoulders when it comes to like what this team needs as far as like taking Kyrie Elam or Elam uh, out of Florida, the cornerback. Arguably up there as probably like the fourth best corner, maybe even third if you swap out McDuffie. He was a really good corner for Florida. And if that's any indication of kind of like, you know, them filling out certain things like their cornerback depth, um, shoot, maybe even some edge rushing. Some safeties for the future. Like, so they don't really need much, honestly. But if they're just like that's that's the, that's the that's probably the only reason I give you a little pushback on that because they're already a pretty stacked roster. They just basically need like depth to yeah. get younger in a couple positions. Man, they're loaded. Yeah, because like you so. know, like like Poy- like Poyer and Hyde aren't getting any younger. So I could see the, I could see them getting like their potential replacements, and then just you Could know, be. Stacking yeah. up, stacking up for like you know when you have we have guys like White go down with injury, your corners aren't just completely getting like completely torched. But I feel like at the end of it all, like looking at what they uh in this in this with, they could have a pretty good nice crop of talent depending on how much they actually keep of their picks moving forward. Well, they have the freedom to move around to get who they want at a specific position just. Because but they do have the pretty yeah, like tight end, solid receivers, solid. Maybe a running back. Maybe. Uh. Did they get somebody? Who did they get? Uh. Hmm. I thought they got somebody. I'm not gonna brain. I'm having a big old old for old man brain. I, I thought they got somebody. I swear they did. Yeah, Singletary and Moss, but didn't seem like they really trusted them. Oh, they got Duke Johnson. Would, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, he's a reliable pass catcher. I'll give him that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It could be interesting to see like, what they keep and what they don't. What they keep. They could cut. They could cut. They could cut somebody and they could draft a running back and cut somebody if they want. Yeah. I, I, could, I could see it. Hmm. But, uh, I guess that probably wraps up this, like, little mini, little, little mini first round breakdown. Um, as always, you can follow the podcast on social media, on Twitter, at Goon for Three Pod. You know what I'm saying get the get, get the follows up and on Instagram by the way Instagram getting it out as well. Um, where can these fine people find and our you? Oh, and, and our YouTube channel and our YouTube channel. Yep. Which we which we will be posting content on. It's we just had some technical difficulties tonight, but we will be posting content there. Yep. Uh, 
can follow me at Tony the Real on Twitter. You can follow me at Chris D. Collins on Instagram and Twitter as well. And you can find me on Twitter at PPP underscore 99. And just to follow it up earlier with the YouTube, yeah, a bunch of tech, bunch of tech stuff. But if anything, it's probably uploaded to the By YouTube. By the way, PPP, by the way, PPP, I think you should change your Twitter name now to the uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Uh... <laughs> James who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James who believes it's just Yes. That's on brand. That's on brand. You should do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Might make some swaps, you know. Next time you look at that page, hey. (laughs) Might change the profile pic, too. But, um, hope you guys are as looking forward to the next few rounds as we are. And we'll see you guys next week.